You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 68. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everyone, this is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast. We have a great episode ahead, but I just want to tell you also about a discount that I get for all of my Earn That Body clients and fans from a company called The Natural Citizen. So I'm not a big protein powder person because I invented the Eagle protein shake without protein powder because I I do like to go supplement free, but I know that's not an option for everybody all the time. And so if you are looking for a great protein powder, the one that I actually Actually recommend and when I do use a protein powder which isn't very often but when I do I go with one called the natural citizen and you can check that out at the and you get a discount if you use the discount code earn that body so just wanted to give that out to everyone because a lot of people have been asking me for the discount code again and asking me if I were to use a protein powder which it would be and that's the one so let's get into today's topic which is a plant-based diet. I feel like this is, you know, three words that are starting to go around kind of like a trend, kind of like a fad, but I want you to know what it is. I'm going to tell you about it, what it is, should you do it? You know, I'm going to talk about it from a research perspective of the research that I've done on it. I'm not going to tell you it's good. I'm not going to tell you it's bad. I'm just going to tell you what it is. And that way you can make your own judgment and your own call on what might be best for you and your family. But first, I always like to give you a nutrition factoid or trivia, and this one is definitely going to go into our topic today. But Americans typically eat what percent of their recommended intake of vegetables? What do you guys think? Do you think they take in less than 20%, 30%, 40%, or 50% of the recommended intake of vegetables? What do you think that is? I'll give you one second to think about it. And the answer is the typical American eats less than 20% of the amount of vegetables recommended in updated dietary guidelines released by the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the U.S. Department of Health. Can you imagine less than 20%? I mean, actually, I can't imagine because what I do for a living is I look at people's food logs pretty much all day. And almost everyone gets a response from me that says you need to increase your vegetables. And I don't just say that because I'm looking at it and saying, oh, they didn't eat a vegetable, but I'm looking at their fiber intake. And if they don't hit a certain amount of fiber, they are almost always low in vegetables and that's for most people. So it doesn't surprise me, but it definitely um, might change when you talk about a plant-based diet. So the first thing I want to do is tell you a little bit about how it's different than being a vegetarian, being a vegan, because they all are sort of getting mixed together lately. And I feel like people who go plant-based are considered vegetarian or vegan. And there's actually a slight difference between all of these different diets. So just so that you have that knowledge and understanding, a vegetarian in a very general sense is someone who does not eat meat. Okay. And there are several kinds of vegetarian diets. So some are called lacto-ovo vegetarians and they eat milk products like milk and cheese, yogurt, eggs, but they do not eat meat, poultry, seafood, or fish. 
All right, so there's that kind of vegetarian. There's also one called a lacto-vegetarian where they eat milk products, but they do not eat eggs and still no meat, poultry, seafood, or fish. So those are your vegetarian types. Then we have the vegans, which are pretty hardcore people. This is I consider this to be, it's a pretty tough way to live, but it's done. Um, vegans don't eat any animal products at all. So according to the Vegan Society, they sort of define it as veganism is a way of living which seeks to exclude all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to animals for food, clothing, or any other purpose. So this means that many vegans also don't purchase leather goods. Sort of interesting. It's not just about what they eat, but it's about sort of animal cruelty in general and how they treat that. But what it doesn't mean is that they can't eat a lot of processed food. So vegans, they won't eat anything that has to do with an animal or comes from an animal, anything at all. But they could technically eat a ton of junk food, all right? Just saying. I'm not saying they all do, but it's true that basically potato chips, that's vegan-friendly. Gummy candies, that's vegan-friendly. Cookies, these things don't come from animals, so a vegan could definitely eat them. Which is why you may see some vegans, and you would think that, I don't know why, I don't think this, but a lot of people think, oh, if you're vegan, you're probably really healthy, you're really skinny. I've seen a lot of vegans that are that do not look healthy at all. And again, it's because they're not necessarily eating the plants and the vegetables and the fruits and all that because they might just be eating a lot of processed foods. They're just staying away from any animal products. Now, next, so what is a whole food plant-based diet? Because that's what everybody's talking about right now. That's the thing right now. And just remember, there's always a thing that somebody is doing or promoting in the stars and in the magazines. But that's what's going on right now. And in a whole food plant-based diet, the emphasis is eating whole fruits, whole vegetables, consuming lots of whole grains, and staying away from animal products and processed foods for health reasons. So that means that even vegan desserts made with refined sugar and bleached flour, no. That is a no on the whole foods plant-based diet. They don't want processed foods at all. They don't want animal products at all. Um, they don't care about buying leather goods. So <laughs> that part's a little bit different than the vegans. But it's a very strict way of eating because that's a lot of things to be taking out of the diet. It's not just animal products. It's anything, you know, it's animal, animal meats and anything from an animal and then also anything processed, which is good because I'm pro not eating processed food as well. And then really what they're focusing on is the whole foods, the plant coming from plants. So when talking specifically about the diet and dietary choices, or the cuisine, we should say, of the plant foods, it's referring to any edible food that isn't from an animal in any way. So let's talk like meat, bone, milk, eggs, something derived from those items like butter or even gelatin that is not considered a plant food. It is not plant-based. So you would not be able to eat any of that. So I'm already out. I cannot be plant-based because I refuse to give up eggs, first of all. 
Um, and I actually do like to have meat in moderation. But again, this is not good, this is not bad, I'm just giving you the details, the information. And it's funny because they do talk about like a little quirk of plant-based diet is that they are allowed to have honey. I'm not sure who makes these rules, but honey does come from an animal technically, you know, but that they're allowed to have, I guess there's a reason for it. I'm not gonna get into that. So what are plant foods? So what can you eat? Let's not talk about what you can't do, but let's talk about what you can eat because I actually, there's nothing wrong with what you can eat. You can have fruits. You can have vegetables. You can have tubers like potatoes. You can have leafy greens. Fantastic. You can have nuts. All your almonds and your cashews and your walnuts. Fantastic. Seeds like sesame seeds are all good. Sea vegetables like a seaweed. Delish. Legumes like beans and peanuts. You can have grains, you can have mushrooms, you can have yeast. So those are all the things you can have, which is fantastic. Um, but that's pretty much it in some, you know, in your basic sense. That's what you're going to be creating your entire diet from. So unless a person tells you otherwise, if they are on a plant-based diet, you should assume they only eat plants and they never eat animal-based foods or products like the meat, the bone, the eggs, the milk, the butter, gelatin. All right, so if you're having someone over and they tell you they are plant-based, then you know what you have to avoid so that they can actually eat something at your table. All righty? Now, let's talk about the thing that everybody always asks me. So, do you think if I go on a plant-based diet that I'm going to get enough protein? Well, if you do a lot of research, I can find research on both sides. And I say this all the time. And this is what, something we talked about in last week's episode about documentaries. If you want to look up research that says you can get enough protein from a plant-based diet, you can find it. If you want to look up research that says you cannot get enough protein from a plant-based diet, you can find it. So you really have to take all of that into account. For the general human being out there, yes, you probably can get enough protein from plants. Plants do have protein. Um, so it's not like you're not getting any protein. Do I think you're going to get as much protein if you're on a plant-based diet? No, probably not. And I think it's going to be harder to get enough protein in. But according to many studies and research out there, in the average you know, plant-based diet, you're going to get enough protein. You're not going to be considered a protein deficient person, which is very rare to actually find. Now, I personally train a lot of athletes and I train a lot of people who are working out. They want to get strong, muscular. They want to get muscle tone, their strength tra training. For that person, are they getting in enough protein from a plant-based diet? I don't know. I, I honestly, if, if you're not seeing those changes in your body and you're lifting heavy weight and or if you're that endurance athlete and you don't feel like you're performing to your fullest, is it possible you're not getting enough protein, your body is not recovering enough, you're not getting that protein in to help your muscle growth, then it's possible it's because you are eating a plant-based diet. You know, I can't say for sure. It just depends on the person. Now, one thing you're going to read or if you do some research or things you might have heard before are things uh, about like spinach and beef having the same amount of protein if you look at it. So they say looking at it from a calories perspective, 100 calories of ground beef has 10 grams of protein, while 100 calories of fresh baby spinach has 12 grams 
So if you're just like listening and not really thinking about that, you might be like, wow, spinach has more protein than, you know, ground beef. So yeah, you can get enough protein. Okay, people, per calorie, spinach does have more protein than ground beef. But let's talk about how much you would have to eat, okay? So on the surface, it sounds like great advice that yes, you're gonna get more protein from all that spinach, except that in order to get 12 grams of protein from 100 calories of spinach, do you know how much spinach that is? It's like almost an entire pound. So I don't know about you, I like my spinach, but I don't wanna sit down and have a pound of spinach to get in that protein. So. You have to be realistic when you hear those kind of numbers. Yes, vegetables do have protein in it, but the amount that you're gonna have to take in to say, you know, get the same amount of protein as that chicken breast potentially, it's gonna be a lot. So yeah, you can throw it in your blender and you can get it in your shakes, but I'm just saying, it's not as equal or more so than you might think. Now, what are some great plant sources of protein? Because even my clients, when I'm trying to help them hit a certain amount of protein a day, I don't want them to get it all from animal products or all from meat. I mean, I I want them to have a very balanced diet. So not only do I tell them about the meat products they can eat, but here are some plant sources of protein. So you can get protein from your lentils, split peas, Beans, like black beans and chickpeas, happen to have a good amount of protein. Hummus has protein. Peanuts, peanut butter, my all-time favorite. Tree nuts, like cashews and almonds. Tofu, edamame. All of those things are plant-based, and they do have a nice bit of protein in it. Um, another one called, and I don't even know how to pronounce this, and, I, and I've seen how to pronounce it. I think it's seitan, seitan? S-E-I-T-A-N, Satan. All I'm thinking is Satan. (laughs) Maybe that's because I've read things about this that you shouldn't eat it, so I think Satan. But this is often called a wheat protein or a wheat meat or a wheat gluten. And it's Satan. I believe that's how you say it. And it has a look and a texture, I guess, that is very similar to meat when it is cooked. And it's uh, what a lot of people eat sort of instead of their meat, they eat this seitan. But it's not necessarily great for you. And if you're gluten-free, you definitely shouldn't be having it. So, you know, just make sure if you're a plant-based, gluten-free version that you don't have the seitan. But it does have protein in it. Um, seeds also have a lot of protein, tahini, quinoa, leafy greens like your spinach and your kale, green vegetables, nutritional yeast, and wild rice. So all of plants have protein. It's just they have a certain amount of protein. Even rice and bananas have protein, all right? So humans are probably getting enough protein from plants as long as they consume sufficient amount of calories. And that's sort of the catch, I'll tell you. That's where I think people are having trouble getting in enough protein. Because when you switch to a plant-based diet and you're sort of limited in what you can take in, what I'm seeing people do is they just stop eating that much. So I would say half the people stop eating that much and some people then overeat all plant-based things, which is another issue that we'll talk about. But if you're just not eating that much, because you're kind of like at the end of the day, you don't have that much to choose from. So you're just taking in less and less calories. 
And that might lead to weight loss, which maybe was your goal, but then if you're not taking in enough calories, you're definitely not getting in enough protein from those sources. So that's something you have to keep in mind as well. You have to keep the calories up when you're only eating plant-based foods to get enough of those nutrients like the protein. And it's hard to do. Like, you know, when I give my clients their calorie base. They get a specific amount of calories based on, you know, personally what they need. And sometimes, even for my weight loss clients, they look at the amount of calories and they're like, that's a lot of calories to hit if I'm only eating healthy food. And I get it. It's so much easier to hit high calories if you're eating pizza and burgers and fries. But when all of a sudden you take those things out and you're you're trying to eat a balanced diet and a healthy diet, it's harder to hit those calories. So you can imagine it's even harder to hit those calories if you have now put yourself on a plant-based diet. You wanna get in a certain amount of calories because you need to get in enough nutrients. Now there are food substitutes. So people who do go plant-based, they have to find substitutions generally for things that they like and also things that they need. So instead of drinking cow's milk, they will often go to the almond milk, soy milk, rice milk, hemp milk, cashew milk. But you you gotta realize that those milks are very different than cow's milk. And some people are a big fan and that's great. If it works for you, I'm totally fine with that. But a lot of those milks, they don't have very much calcium and they don't have very much protein in them. So be very careful. If you're trying to substitute that cow's milk for something else so that you can get the protein and calcium in, just know most of those milks don't have that much calcium and protein. I honestly think if I'm not gonna drink cow's milk, I'm just not gonna drink any milk because I don't see enough benefit in those other nut milks that it's necessary. I'd rather just not have milk. But some people really want milk. They want some almond milk in their coffee or they wanna have some cereal, and so that's what they use. You also have to be careful because some of those types of milks have carrageenan in it and you do not wanna have carrageenan. So if you are drinking any of these nut milks, make sure that you read the label, all right? And just so you know, like almond milk has two grams of protein and cow milk has eight grams. So rice milk has no protein. So I, I, you know, and I just had this conversation on Facebook with lots of people asking about different milks and they were even saying how uh, rice milk, you're supposed to be very careful of that right now because of all the different carcinogens in the rice. But be careful when you just substitute a dairy product like that or a cow's milk product. And then there's the other dairy products like the sour cream, the cream cheese, the, even the ice cream. Like people still want to have these condiment type things or these treats like ice cream, but unless you're sort of making your own, and a lot of people do, they go plant-based and they start making their own products, and that's awesome if you have that kind of time, great. But a lot of these other products that you have instead of real sour cream often have carrageenan in them. So I always want you to be checking those labels. Um, Now, what about meat substitutes? I know that was a big thing with vegans. When people started becoming vegans, they were eating a lot of these meat substitute foods. Uh, You have to be careful because they're full of chemicals and you don't want that either, right? So you have to be careful of any kind of chemicals. I would guess on a plant-based diet though, because you can't have anything processed, you're not really eating meat 
substitutes. That would be my understanding if it has chemicals or something like that in it. Uh, too much tofu. Also, people, you know, go to the tofu. Tofu's great. I love tofu. I have it in moderation, but obviously there's soy in that and there's estrogenic effects and concerns about that. So you don't want to have too much tofu. You want to have that in moderation. And then as I was saying, apparently people are eating the setan. <laughs> Someone's got to tell me how to say it. Um, instead of meat, but you need to be very careful with that because it is loaded in sodium. So those are some things you have to think about. If you're going to go plant-based, you're going to make those swaps, those food substitutions, things you need to be thinking of. Now, what else do you have to be concerned about if you go into a plant-based diet? Well, you're not going to get all the same nutrients from the food that you might have been getting from some of maybe the meat products that you are eating. Specifically, what people seem to get a little deficient in is the vitamin B12 and also iron, okay? So let's talk about the iron. Plant-based diets contain iron, but the iron in plants has a lower, what they call bioavailability, than iron in meat. So plant-based foods that are rich in iron, like kidney beans and black beans and soybeans and spinach and raisins, cashews, oatmeal, cabbage, tomato juice. Uh, those are all great. That's where you're going to get some good iron. But iron stores may be lower in individuals who follow a plant-based diet and consume little or no animal products. So there's that bioavailability issue. Um, the American Dietetic Association states that iron deficiency anemia is rare even in individuals who follow a plant-based diet. So it's, apparently it's not a big concern because that it's probably like protein deficiency. It's actually, it's pretty rare. However, if you're that athlete or you're someone who does work out a lot, you do need to be careful. You wanna make sure you are getting enough iron, especially for my women out there. So women have a menstrual cycle, you're already bleeding once a month, and it is actually important that you get enough iron in your body. Now, vitamin B12 is needed for blood formation, it's needed for cell division. It's a, a vitamin B12 deficiency is actually a very serious problem. So you, you never wanna be deficient in your vitamin 12. You can get vitamin B12 in animal foods, which have it naturally, or from items that have been fortified with it. Animal sources that include it would be your dairy products, your eggs, your fish, your meat, your poultry. But if you're going plant-based and you're no longer gonna get those things, then guess what? You have to get your vitamin B12 from somewhere else. So you might have to take a supplement. That might be something that you wanna be conscious of. Don't just go plant-based and not be educated about this, I wanna make sure that you're still getting in the proper nutrients the body needs. Calcium and vitamin D, that's also something you wanna think about if you wanna go plant-based diet. Calcium intake can be adequate and in a well-balanced, carefully planned plant-based diet. So I want you to know what I just said, a well-balanced, carefully planned plant-based diet. You can probably get enough calcium. But again, it takes planning, careful planning to make sure you're getting that calcium in. Uh, people who do not eat plants that contain high amounts of calcium could be at risk for impaired bone mineralization and fractures. Again, our women, that osteoporosis, this is serious. You need to make sure you are getting in enough calcium. You're no longer taking in dairy because you've gone plant-based then where are you going to get 
that calcium from. Just make sure you're getting enough in. Vitamin D deficiency is common in the general population. So that's something that we see a lot at plant-based products like soy milk and cereal grains. They are fortified often to provide an adequate amount of vitamin D. Supplements are generally recommended for those who are at risk for low bone mineral density and for those found to be deficient in vitamin D. So don't just go plant-based. You know, that's why sometimes I worry sometimes about these documentaries that are telling everybody that you should not have meat and meat is the devil and you should be only eating plants. Well, that's great, but then they don't tell everybody some of these things that they have to be very aware of, like the, you know, the vitamin B12 and the, the calcium. They don't tell people that. And then I worry that they just go off the deep end and not, you know, they have to plan properly. I think it can be done. But I think that you have to be very serious about it. And it's almost like a a job. You have to make sure you're taking in enough of all of these nutrients. Now, what do I see or in my research, what what was I reading about problems that people have going plant-based? Well, for one, people start it. You know, they're gung-ho those first few days. I think that's about how how many days people said they they could do it for. Um, But number one, it's just, it's very extreme. It is very, very extreme. Uh, Take it, they take it all out and they get sort of overwhelmed. And all of a sudden they're not eating anything and they're starving because they didn't maybe carefully plan it like it needs to be done. So, so a lot of people just felt like it was too extreme. They really wanted to do it, but they were starving. Uh, another thing, they felt like they could never go out to eat. It does make it a lot harder if you're going to be super strict and you're going to be a 100% plant-based diet person. It's going to be a little harder. You're going to be asking that waiter or waitress, does it have you know anything in it you know that comes from an animal? And it's it's harder to go out to eat. So they didn't like that. It's a lot more work. That would be the third thing people were saying. It's a lot of work. Uh, You need to make sure that you're getting in enough calories, enough protein, enough iron, enough calcium. A lot of people do not have time to make sure they're getting all of that in. So if you're someone who's already overwhelmed with life, then this might not be the best diet for you because you might be missing out on a lot of nutrients that you need if you cannot carefully plan this. And then another thing, this would be me. I would be on this boat, but people said they miss cheese way too much. (laughs) And that these substitutions out there, these, I guess they make cheese out of nuts and stuff like that. They said that they were no no match and they couldn't continue because they missed their cheese. That would be me. I don't think I could live without cheese. So should you go plant-based? Um, well, it's sort of up to you. It depends what your goal is. You know, why, why are you wanting to go plant-based? Do you think it's healthier? Do you think that you might lose weight? You know, remember what we started saying at the beginning of the podcast, we were talking about the fact that the typical American eats less than 20% of the amount of vegetables. Well, if you go plant-based, I think you're going to go over that. So that's a plus. You know, I'm all for people eating real food. I like that aspect of the plant-based diet, that it has to be real food, not processed. That's fantastic. Um, you're definitely going to be more focused (laughs) on getting in the fruits and vegetables. So that's good. But is it really going to help you lose weight? I don't know. You know, there's the research that they're showing is based on people who are technically obese or people who have cardiac problems as well. So 
If you are significantly overweight and you're considered obese and you go to a plant-based diet, are you going to lose weight? Uh, yes, but that's really no different than when those same people went gluten-free and they lost weight. Can you really tell me that they lost weight because they were no longer eating gluten? Can you tell me that they're losing weight because they went plant-based or because they no longer go to McDonald's four times a day? They no longer eat the burger and fries and Sunday and the sodas and it's what they're taking out, you know, all of the, the chemical S-storm foods in order to be plant-based and that alone is helping them lose weight. So I just sometimes think that people are so quick to go to a certain type of diet because they hear people are losing weight on it. But honestly, I don't have any weight to lose. If I were to go on a plant-based diet right now, would I lose weight? Probably not. I would have to eat a lot of plants, first of all, (laughs) to keep up with the amount of calories I need to take in. But I don't see them doing any studies on people who only have 5 to 10 pounds to lose. I only see the studies based on people who are obese. And again, those people are very overweight. And in order to be that overweight, they were eating a lot of bad food. And so just taking out that bad food alone is what's helping them lose weight. And I think that you can do that without going plant-based. You could just take out the bad food and still be able to eat chicken on a salad without, you know, it doesn't have to be so extreme. I even saw one article written by a woman who went plant-based and she absolutely loves being plant-based, but she gained weight. And the reason why, because apparently a lot of people who go plant-based and maybe the books they read or whatever guidance they get on how to go plant-based tells you that there are no restrictions. You can eat as much as you want because you can have as much fruit as you want, as much vegetables as you want. You no longer have to count your calories because you can just eat as much as you want. So she was doing that. She was eating so much, (laughs) but it was all plant-based. So she was like, it's all real food, you know? She gained weight because she was taking in way more calories than she should have been. And at the end of the day, if you're taking in too many calories, you are going to gain weight. It doesn't matter where those calories came from, especially with the fruit. There's a lot of sugar. So you have to be, you have to be very conscious of how many calories you're taking in. So like I said earlier, for some people, it's very hard to get in enough calories on a plant-based diet. I think I would feel that way. I don't think I could feel satisfied. I would constantly like need to be eating more and more and more to feel full, but then other people are eating too much. And if that's the case, and they're just endlessly eating, you know, fruit and vegetables and grains and as much as they want of it, they still can absolutely gain weight. So it's not going to be your perfect solution to, to weight loss. So where does all of that where does all of that leave us? You know, what, so what is my overall opinion? Everybody keeps asking me, they Facebook me, they message me, what do you think about the plant-based diet? I think it's fine. I think it's great in terms of it's being real food. I love that part. I mean, I tell my clients, I want you to eat real food. I, I don't want so many ingredients in the food that you're eating. I don't want it to come from a box or a bag, but I think it's too strict. I think uh, what would be great is if you went if you kind of did like a plant-based diet on like, you know, a few days a week, what about something like that? Or you don't maybe have animal products on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You want it to be that, uh, 
you know, calendared in with it. Um, but you still could have chicken when you feel like you need some of that extra protein. I mean, I have days where I, I know my body needs more protein and I am not going to sit down and eat a pound of spinach. So I think it's going to go back to what I always say, everything in moderation. Uh, have plant-based a couple days a week. That would be great for your body, but don't feel like you have to be so strict with those rules. Like I, I, I have read that some people say they're plant-based, but they do have animal products sometimes. So like give yourself that leeway. Like don't be so harsh to be, you know, the person that, you know, is so fast to raise your hand. I'm plant-based. Like it makes you a better person. It doesn't make you a better person. So what if you were like, I'm plant-based most of the time, but I also do have animal products, you know, when I feel like my body needs it. I mean, I know a friend of mine, she's vegan and she is, you know, she's like, I don't want to say she's diehard vegan, but she's totally vegan. But she even says there are times in her training as an athlete that she feels like she needs some meat. And so she'll eat it. And it's not the end of the world. And she's not afraid to tell people. And it doesn't mean she's out of the vegan club. And, you know, just don't be so strict on yourself if you want to be plant-based. You know, just give yourself that opportunity that if you feel like your body needs something or dairy or, you know, that extra meat that that you have the opportunity to have it. Avoid the processed foods, absolutely. That's that's always something that I've said. So I guess, back to what I always say, everything in moderation, including moderation. And that's my spiel on the plant-based diet. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and um, I hope it's given you some education on if, something, if it's something that you've been thinking about doing, that you make a real conscious effort and make sure you plan ahead and make sure that you realize I mean, it's not something you just like put your child on a plant-based diet because you need to make sure they're getting in all those nutrients. Goes the same for you. Have a happy, healthy, and balanced nutritional week. Eat your vegetables, your fruit, and most importantly, don't forget to earn that body. Have a great one, everyone. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.